Now on Yahoo Finance Presents is Bill Gross. Bill, good to get some time with you. Uh, it's just, I don't even know where to begin uh, this conversation with you, but let's start on the topic du jour of today, recession. How concerned are you about a recession in this country, and, and what does that mean for markets? Well, I am concerned, unlike uh, Chairman Powell. Um, you know, a flat yield curve, historically at least, has uh, portended uh, slow growth or recessionary uh, conditions, and that's what we have now. In some cases, we have a, a five-year higher than a 10-year in terms of the Treasury curve. So that that's one thought, I guess. And the other thought would be that uh, inflation as it is and oil prices um, as they are, you know, basically sap consumer purchasing power. And, and much of that, or some of that at least, in terms of the COVID relief uh, has... Um, evaporated and disappeared. So, um, you know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of questions uh, going forward uh, related to, obviously, to the Ukraine and to, uh, to China and uh, their situation with COVID. But um, I, I think we're definitely at a slowdown. You know, the Atlanta GDP forecast basically shows a, a flat quarter uh, going forward. And so I, I, I think we're at the zero line and maybe at some point we go below that. How does the Fed address this? If they move too fast, they can risk pushing us into recession. At the same time, we're seeing inflation hover around double digits. Uh, they're, they're, they are really uh, up against it. They really are. And, and the question becomes for them and, and for the market, um, You know, what is the neutral interest rate, the neutral short-term interest rate and indeed, a neutral um, five, five and a 10 year treasury. So, um, you know, it's almost unanswerable based on in, inflation where it is and where it might be going over the next year or two. Um, Powell has suggested he goes uh, in pretty big steps for the next 12 months. And where does that take us in terms of the Fed funds level? Maybe at uh, 2% plus or minus. But the, the real question is, is that, um, still stimulative or or is it not stimulative and i don't think they have the answer uh, they sort of have a policy of we'll see how it goes um and i think the market has to do that too but there's certainly an interest rate that can not can not that can break the market uh like in 2007 and 2008 uh, because uh, mortgage rates are basically not variable uh focused they're long-term entrenched. And so, uh, you know, homeowners won't be hurt like they were back then, but uh, there, there's certainly an interest rate, a 10-year, let's let's call it, at 245, that uh, if it goes higher than uh, 3%, in my opinion, uh, will certainly um, uh, slow down the economy and maybe produce a recession. So for someone who hasn't seen as many cycles as you, I mean, I'm not calling you old. I'm just saying you've seen a lot of different cycles, investment cycles. Is it, what do you think about folks calling for a potential six to seven rate hikes this year? To me, that sure seems like a lot, yet the equities market continues to shrug this off. Well, it is a lot, uh, but the continuing question is, is it still stimulative um, at levels of one and a half to two percent? And so we'll have to see, you know, in, in my opinion, the equity market, the bull market that, uh, you know, perhaps still continues, al although it uh, it may be seen its last legs, uh, was driven by lower interest rates over the past uh, 
10 years, certainly, and even over the past uh, 20 to 30. And so when we hit rock bottom in terms of, at least in terms of Fed funds, and when we had QE that uh, sort of uh, took rates uh, in a negative category, then, um, you know, a lot of that, and I would say 30% of that was due to lower interest rates. So now that we've reversed, I, I think it's definitely a headwind as opposed to a tailwind. How would you compare, what would you compare this time period to? Is this back to those, that Paul Volcker type era, or you see it somewhat different? No, we, we can never uh, do, in my opinion, what Volcker did. And I have a lot of admiration for Volcker. He, he's, he was the mensch of uh, basically the Fed uh, for the last century, but uh, certainly a 20% a prime, uh, you, you know, can't exist in this world, even with seven to eight percent inflation and the reason it can't is that there's there's certainly a lot of leverage in the system it's some of it's hidden but a, a lot of leverage and to the extent that that leverage is dependent upon uh cheap short rates then you know raising uh, fed funds to three four five six uh is certainly going to break the financial levered market and that leads to uh, negative consequences everywhere else I caught a quote from you recently. You mentioned that uh, the Fed could crack the economy. Would a cracked economy, is that a recessionary economy? I think so. I, yeah, and crack's a very harsh word. It, it tends to suggest 2008 and 2009. And I, I don't think we're headed for a great recession because I, I think Powell uh, knows. Um, even though when Powell uh, came onto the Fed, he was pretty much of a, um, of a hawk as opposed to a dove. I think Powell knows that uh, he can't go that far, but uh, for the moment, talk is, it's not cheap. Uh, talk is influential and, and he's talking tough. I don't think he can go um, much higher than 3%. Is this, a, is this a stagflationary environment? Certainly. Um, the question is how much of the inflation uh, uh, exists with the stag. And I, I, I don't think seven to eight percent inflation or more, which we have now, is really in our future. A, a lot of things will reverse housing prices, uh, oil prices, uh, et cetera, et cetera, used car prices. And so I, I think we're looking at four to five percent inflation for the next several years. So that's stagflation, uh, but it's not the stagflation of the, you know, the early 80s that uh, Volcker had to contend with. One of the uh, one of the hallmarks of the past decade of investing is that double digit returns have been the norm, but now we're going into a tightening cycle. And what do you think the next decade has in store? Well, I don't think uh, double digits, but to be fair, I've, I've said that for a while, and we, we certainly have had double digits. We've had expanded PEs, lower interest rates that have driven them. Um, I, I just think that if interest rates are reversing, and they're not just doing that in the U.S., they're doing that. In Germany, they're doing it in Australia, the UK, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a global reversal of sorts. I, I just don't think that uh, interest rates are the tailwind that have provided those double digit returns. And that certainly if we have a recession or close to a recession, the earnings themselves will be you know, stagnant. If we were having this conversation 15 years ago, uh, you know, I don't think we'd be talking about something called meme stocks. Did I have this right? You've been betting against AMC and GameStop. How, how have you done this? Why have you done it? And curious. I, ha 
I have, and it's not a good day, is it? It hasn't been a good week. Um, you know, um, I simply think that uh, AMC and, and uh, GameStop are lottery tickets. Uh, it's not that people don't win lotteries, and, and certainly the, you know, the apes that, uh, as they call themselves, uh, that, are behind, <laughs> that are behind us have their day, and so let's have them uh, have their day. But uh, the, the real valuation here is a question of volatility, and the volatility on uh, AMC and, and GameStop is 120 or so. And um, you know, if you can sell, sell not buy options. If you can sell options at uh, out of the money uh, levels, then ultimately, ultimately, um, you know, these lottery ticket companies, which uh, have very little behind them, in my opinion, uh, will go down. So uh, we'll see. But I'm not having a nice day. Is uh, you know, someone that built Pinco from the from the ground floor, uh, one of the most uh, noted investors out there the past thirty years or so. Are you surprised by the influence the next generation of retail investors have had on this market the past two years? Well, I guess in retrospect, we we shouldn't be surprised because uh, young people have known nothing but. Uh, success in terms of bull markets. I think the stocks go up. You always want to buy the dips, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, it, it's hard to go against momentum and it's hard to go against the crowd um, because it's the crowd that determines direction and upward momentum if uh, we're in a bull market. So um, I would say, yes, it is different. Um, will, uh, will young people, millenniums, um, will they... Uh, ever um, become more negative and bearish, uh, it'll take some time. They, they simply think that stocks go up, the double digits are what they deserve, and um, uh, we shall see. I, I enjoyed reading your new book, I'm Still Standing. What do you, what's the biggest uh, thing you want to clear up about your, your track record and, and your career and what you ultimately corrected uh, or created at PIMCO? Well, my track record, even up until 2014, uh, there, you know, there was talk, there's been writing about uh, how it was uh, underperforming. It, it wasn't. And I, I was willing in my book to put forward a, uh, a proof page for that, but my lawyers uh, counseled against it. But uh, so I, I, I simply think that, um, you know, it, it was a nasty type of uh, exit. Um, you know, the scars have uh, healed, I think, on my part, uh, but, um, you know, the, the scars are, were red and now they're white, uh, but I, I, I still have uh, negative recollections of, of how it was handled on their part. You know, two more before I let you go. You know, you always learn a lot, I imagine, as you're writing a book or you're just writing anything about yourself in general. What did you learn about yourself going through this, this book process? Well, I wrote a book 25 years ago, and uh, but not that I can recall much about it. Um, I, 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 I learned that uh, you know the situation on both sides. To be fair for uh, Pimco, and uh, to be fair to me, um, you know that's it's a subjective uh, type of assessment, and I I was willing at least on my part to address what they had thought um, in terms of firing me in 2014. And I, um, I wasn't willing to 
to to accept that, but I I, I was willing to temper my my anger, I guess, in in terms of what had happened, and so um, so that's good. Uh, you know, time, like I said, doesn't heal all wounds, but uh, you know, I I learned that there are two sides to a story. And lastly, as someone who um, has spent many years reading your your investment outlooks, watching you in various outlets, what do you think? What do you think your legacy is uh, in the financial services industry? Well, I, I think is it is with with Pimco and and uh, you know Pimco is a team. It just wasn't a a bond king. But uh, the legacy of uh, Pimco and and myself as the leader, I, I think, was that uh, bonds uh, can uh, have a total return, not just a coupon and not just an interest payment, but a total return if conditions are appropriate. And the, the fact is, is that ever since 82, 83, uh, bonds have been in a, a good bull market and uh, total return, which is the concept that uh, I devised, um, was a winning type of strategy. Going forward, total return, uh, if it implies higher bond prices, is a difficult uh, concept to embrace. But at least it allowed the investment uh, world to know that that bonds weren't just something that uh, went into the vault and and you clipped a coupon every um, three to six months. Well, I will say this real quickly: uh, keep those investment outlooks coming. I I do enjoy reading them uh, every few weeks when they are posted. Bill Gross, good to get some time with you. Stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Brian.